0: And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us this morning. We have yet another candidate for Livingston Board of Aldermen. It's a contentious race, 10 running for five seats. It's going to be a lot of fun. We appreciate our special guests stopping by this morning. Ms. Casey Stewart, good morning, how are you?
1: I am wonderful, how are you?
0: I am doing well, got rained on a little bit this morning and as we discussed before the show, my kids are not quite used to going back to school five days a week, no. but uh, things are getting back to, I guess you could say normal yeah. in the school life. So speaking about kids, tell us a little bit about your family and what you do for a living.
1: All right, so I'm Casey Stewart. I um, live in Livingston, grew up there. Um, still reside there today, obviously. My husband, Blake, and I, we've been married for 13 years. We have two little boys, Crew, who is nine. He's in fourth grade at Dole Elementary. And Cash, who is six and a half, if you ask him. <laughs> um, actually, almost seven now. And he's in first grade at Doyle. Um, Both heavily involved in uh, sports and recreational activities and keeping us pretty busy.
0: Tell us a little bit about, well, you're a busy mom, obviously. Uh, We know kids, you know, when they're involved in a lot of those extracurriculars, it just takes it that much farther past the end of school. So tell us a little bit about Stewart Family Medicine and what you do.
1: Okay, so Stewart Family Medicine, I'm a co-owner of that with my husband and his brother and wife, and um, I run the daily operations of Stewart Family Medicine. A lot of people think I'm a healthcare provider, but I am not. Um, I hire very special people to take care of that aspect of it. Um, I just run the, um, you know, the daily administrative, um, tasks that are required of Stewart family medicine. And it's, uh, varies very widely. (laughs) So, um,
0: well, it sounds like Elon Musk, right? I mean, what he said, you know, I don't have an MBA, but I employ MBAs.
1: Absolutely. You surround yourself with the people that know the things that you don't and you surround your people, yourself with the people that you trust.
0: And so, you know, part of what you're doing there is kind of keeping uh, sort of a vision going for the business while other people are, are working Absolutely. to provide medical care and that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely.
1: It's a very unique structure for our business. Whenever your owner of the business is not your primary care provider for that office, it's very unusual, but it works because I'm going to tell you what a healthcare provider wants to do is they want to focus on their patients. They want to take care of them. They don't want to worry about the business aspect of it. You know, they want to just focus on taking care of their patients. And so it's unique and it, and it works beautifully. Well, and that's,
0: I mean, that's always a great thing. Balance is important, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit more about balance when we sort of get into your vision for the town. But first, let's start from the beginning. You know, again, 10 people running for five seats in the town of Livingston awesome. for the Board of well. I mean, awesome. it, it, and trust me, from a journalistic standpoint, it's definitely <laughs> awesome. It's a lot of fun. But, you know, tell us first and foremost, why? Why are you running?
1: Well, I'm, I mean, it's my community. It's my town. I've always been very proud to be from Livingston. Um, to me, not that I have much to compare it to, but there's nothing like it. I mean, you know, my kids are in the front yard. I look outside and they're playing with 10 other kids from our neighborhood, you know, you we're bike rides away from most of our friends and family. You can't find that just anywhere. You know you can't. It's it's very special. I tell my husband all the time we can't move ever, right. ever. I mean it's it's very special and um, it's something that I'm at a point in my life now where I feel like I've gained the experience and the knowledge that I need to help serve in a bigger way. Um, And I want to there's growth coming. Everybody's talking about that. Everybody knows that there's growth coming. I want to be a part of making that growth happen in a responsible way, in the best way for the town of Livingston.
0: Right. And that goes back to the balance that you were talking about. It's about striking a balance between, you know, keeping that that feel. Mm-hmm. That hometown feel, right. with you know, accepting well, hometown draws people, so right. we're going to grow. So you know, real quick, tell us, you grew up in Livingston?
1: I did grow up in Livingston. Okay. My uh, also, my parents were divorced, so I grew spent most of my time in Livingston and also in Gonzales. So okay. <laughs> used to say LP slash AP, but you know, so I but majority of my time was in Livingston.
0: I got you. So yeah, uh, Baton Rouge suburbanite with Ascension and Livingston. So. When you're talking about like you already mentioned you had a conversation with your husband you said, mm-hmm. you know, I I believe it's time. You know, when you when you were first deciding, you know, I want to go to Blake with this. I want to mm-hmm. talk to him about it. What was the mindset there? Why why did you suddenly sit down and decide that?
1: We were actually at the beach when I finally had the conversation with him. It had been in the back of my mind and we, you know, amongst friends, I mean, like I said, small town, small community, we have a big group of friends and you know, we would be at social gatherings and we talk about it and we talk about, you know, we need to be a part of what's happening here. Like we have a big group of people with good values and who want the best things for Livingston. Like we need to get some of us in office. And so it's kind of, it stays in the back of your mind. I'm like, well, maybe that could be me. I don't know. You know, let me think on it a little while. So it took some kind of time to, for me to think about it to myself. And then we were actually at the beach and I said, Blake, I said, we need to talk. I think I need to do this. I feel like this is the right time for me to do this.
0: So what well, what did he say? You know,
1: he said, well, let's go. Okay. He said, let's let's roll with it. He's very supportive. Um, my biggest fan. I recently made a post on my Alderman Facebook page. Um, my first shirt went out to Blake. You know? <laughs> so he, um, he your biggest fan. Yes, absolutely. And, and- my kids.
0: I was about to say, so you have the full support of your family. They're
1: very excited about the signs around town. (laughs) They think they're great.
0: Mom's everywhere. Yes. So, you know, before we get into some nitty gritty, fast forward, you go to qualify. Uh, What was it like walking in and what was it like walking out?
1: So walking in, you show up. It's pretty intimidating. Um, I hadn't actually been to the courthouse yet, like for any type of business, which is, I guess, a good thing. Sure. You know. Uh, So I show up and and I think I underestimated the um, how how big of a deal it was. Um, People had their families with them. I showed up by myself and I was like, you know, maybe I should put a little bit more. um, This is bigger deal than I thought, you know, this is this is great what I'm doing and I'm like, oh, I think I should have brought my family with me. I could have taken pictures and documented this moment. It's a big deal. And I kind of started to realize the gravity of what it was I was doing. And I think uh, leaving there was exciting. You know, it's easy to be intimidated going into something like that. And it wasn't, I mean, there were so many people there. It's not just the town of Livingston qualifying there. It's it's a lot of people. And so you, it's kind of overwhelming. And you walk out and you're like, okay, now I know what I need to do. They give you all the information you need You go. And I'm like zoned in on what it is I need to take care of after the fact and how do I need to get the ball rolling?
0: So let's talk a little, cause you know, you've experienced sort of this gravitas going through all that and you walk out and you kind of know what's ahead of you. Let's talk a little bit about the path, you know, sort of understanding what you're getting into here. What, what's your experience? I mean, I'm sure you've gone to a couple of Town of Livingston board meetings. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about that right after the first question, which is what's your experience with boards in general, Mm -hmm. groups of people coming together, trying to form a consensus?
1: Um, Well, I've been a board member uh, with the Livingston Parish Chamber of Commerce for going on four years now, which is kind of didn't realize that. So I sat down to kind of write down my qualifications and I'm like, wow, it's time's really flown by. But um, I've really went hard with that position um i'm i chair the uh business expo committee i chair the gala committee um there's a lot of different aspects of the chamber and once i was exposed to something i'd realize well i want to be involved with that too i want to be on the governmental affairs committee i want to be on the education committee i want to do all of these things because they're also relevant to to me personally and to our business so it's, uh, I really went very, um, deep. Sure. Into that position. You
0: like to get involved. Oh yeah. And you also, I mean, that also means that you are good at working with other people, Oh yeah. which is a big part of being as a part of a board. Obviously mm-hmm. there's four other people. You mm-hmm. got to form a consensus. We're going to talk a little bit about your style later, but tell us, uh, you know, you've been to board of aldermen meetings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How is it different? From what you were doing with the change?
1: It's very different. I mean, I, I've really, the town of Livingston, people think, oh, it's just a small town. There's not a lot going on, but there is. When you start to really, people talk about all this growth and stuff. Well, if you start thinking about that growth, you realize there are going to be big decisions coming up soon that are going to need to be made. And I think that our residents don't know about those decisions and they don't know these things that are happening. And it's a lack of communication which is a big topic among all of uh, all of the candidates that were running and all, among all of the residents in Livingston there's no communication about what's going on. So I think that the um the experience I had with the chamber and and going, in going into the board is that I would say, you know, you go in and you're like, "Well, why don't y'all do why don't y'all do this that way or why haven't y'all done this or why haven't y'all done that?" Well, there's usually a reason why they haven't done it. Right. And it's a reason I don't know about, and it's a reason that no one else would know about until they were in that position themselves. Well, we tried that, and it, it didn't work because of this, you right. know.
0: But it hadn't been communicated.
1: Right, right, exactly. People don't know. No, well, and they're like, well, it's like a common sense thing. Like, well, this seems like a great idea. Why haven't you done this? <laughs> Most times, nine out of ten, not not nine, nine out of ten times, they've tried that.
0: Right, and it didn't quite pan out. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Bringing that forward when you're going to be on a board and you're going to be one of five people, there's going to be a political and sort of sales style. Sure. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, you've had ch- time on the chamber board. While it might be different, it's given you a chance to sort of discover a lot of that, having a wheel and deal, form a consensus. What's your style?
1: My style is learning what happened before I got there. Okay, you know, I want to. There's a there's a reason why the most basic good idea didn't work or didn't, didn't happen. I want to, I want to know from those people that came before me, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of uh, learning experiences that you can gain from people that came before you. And I think that getting that information and talking to other people who've been in similar situations, other towns, other municipalities, getting all that information and saying, Hey, putting it all out there. This is what's going to happen. If we, if we do this, this is what's going to happen if we don't do this. And kind of giving it more of a common sense approach. You know, like we have to do this and and communicating this idea to the residents. If it's obviously I'm not going to present anything that's not for the best interest of the town and and they can put the pressure on the board or the mayor or whatever it may be to make that happen. Like this is something I'm doing for, that I feel like would be best for Livingston. And if you get that information out to the people and you get all the details and you're honest about it and present all of the information that they need, then I feel like, you know, I want to make it to where they can't say no. You know?
0: Well, kill them with data, Absolutely. I guess you could say.
1: Absolutely. Well,
0: you know, thinking about that data, you know, right now we've discussed, there. there's trying to strike a balancing act, a lot of growth going on, uh, you know, at the same time trying to keep a hometown feel. So when you're thinking about that experience that you've had with boards, you're trying, If should you be elected, you know, you're going to be one of five. What What direction? I mean, what are you trying to... What are you trying to strike that balance with and how are you going to do it?
1: Well, I think that, um, like we've said over and over again, the growth that's coming to Livingston, it has to come. I mean, people are moving in and you need you need businesses. And it's a very sensitive subject for everything from for everyone in Livingston. And the, one of the best things about Livingston is that everyone has the same ideas. Everyone wants to maintain that. It's everybody has the same goal in mind. Livingston, and I think that's one of the best things that we have. And if you put all of that together, and people are scared when a new business comes to town, they're like, "I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want us to to be a big city or a big town or whatever. I want it to stay small. I want us to continue to do that." I think you can do both. I think you can do both. People are going to keep moving into town, and the town limits—they're not very big, but people outside the town limits—they're just as much a part of the town as the people who are in the town limits. And there's a lot of people and a lot of people who have the same values. And I think that as people are moving in, as houses are being built, as houses are being sold, um, you can do both. You're going to need to bring businesses in to Livingston. You're going to need revenue. You're going to need to have these businesses there to support the infrastructure that we're going to need to support these new residents. So I think that you can find a a balance between that. You can bring in the right kinds of businesses. You can bring in the right type of people that you want in your town that will help have the same values and goals that you do, that the people that currently do.
0: So, you know, talking about one of your styles or the style, which is a historical perspective and building uh, data, you know, we had Zach uh, Thompson on the show uh, and, and he talked about, uh, you know, building a plan. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you and he are kind of on the same page with mm-hmm. regard to that. It's it's about getting some historical perspective, maybe awesome. what worked. So I mean, where where would you maybe dig for some of that information? I mean, would you look maybe right now we're sitting inside the city limits of Denham? Would you look at something like that or somewhere else?
1: Yeah, I mean, anywhere, anywhere that's in a similar situation that we're currently in. Anywhere that's a you know a small town, but they have people that want to live there. It's very sought after, and people who have just been faced with similar circumstances as us in this position, not as, you know, you have Walker, you have, um, denim. I mean, that's, you know, pretty far down the road for Livingston, I feel like, but even outside of Louisiana, I mean, there's other municipalities that have been in similar situations that have handled things the right way to get Livingston to grow in the right direction.
0: So, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about growth, you know, you, it's going to start somewhere, uh, and and a lot of times it happens before people even really realize it. You know, they're not entirely sure that that's actually what's happening until I guess you could say it's too late. Right. You know, speaking about some of the growth that's coming, you know, already having to provide infrastructure for a couple of large companies uh, south of the town. Um, you know, so growth growth's already happening. But you mentioned something that, you know, I I would think would be of great import to the town going forward, which is infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize infrastructure goes beyond just ditches and roads. I mean, that includes your sewer and water. Uh, You brought something up that's important, and that is that the town is going to need revenue to support those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So tell us a little bit about kind of where you see those infrastructure issues coming from and what you would like to do. we don't need a five-point plan. I don't know if we have enough time for all that, but you know what? What would be your idea of having of being able to handle that for the future?
1: Um, well, I don't think that the um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an I'm an expert on how you know sewer needs to be ran and how much drainage we need, and I don't know, and I don't think people expect me to know that, but I can tell you I know how to find that information out. I know how to go to the people who know the information that I need. I know how to bring that into town. I know how to reach out and get the information I need. I mean, I've spent with, you know, as a owner of a medical clinic, I'm not a medical provider, but I know how to find the information I need. You know, I know how to reach out there on my own and figure it out. Um, But as far as bringing all that, you need money. Right. You have to have money. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get that is to bring in some business into Livingston. And like I said, it's a, it's a, It's a hot button issue among everyone, but.
0: Well, it's a hot hot button button issue and and you get that, you know, you understand, uh, especially as yourself, you know, you are a business owner uh, in the town of Livingston and, you know, you, you, you got to strike that balance, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You have to be responsible with growth, but at the same time, uh, if you want to be able to provide those 21st century services, you got to have revenue. So when you're thinking about, you know, that we use the word a lot uh, and I, we're using it a lot because I mean, it's a good one balance. Yeah. You know, what are some of the, uh, let's, let's do a little compliment sandwich here with the town of Livingston. You know, what are some of the things that it's doing well and what are some of the things upon which it can improve?
1: Well, I mean, obviously we're doing a lot well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Obviously you're very attractive. You know, it's an attractive town. A lot of people want to move there.
1: Yeah, people are People are showing up. They want to move here. I mean, you can't, I told my husband all the time, we're stuck in this house because there's nowhere else to go. I'm not okay. leaving Livingston and, and houses, they don't come up for sale very often and they don't end up on the market. I mean, it's word of mouth. The house that we're currently in five years ago was word of mouth. It didn't even get listed. Right. So obviously they're doing something right. Um, they, the communication to me is the biggest thing. And I feel like something that I bring to the table that's unique is I have the perspective of a resident and I have the perspective of a business owner in the same town. I am obviously invested in Livingston. You know, I have a two mile round trip every single day that I make. I don't get out much. Um,
0: well, I'm sorry to pull you so far from that today. I mean,
1: it is a haul. <laughs> so you make it all the way out here. Um, but it's <laughs> the communication to me is the biggest thing. That's one of the biggest reasons I got involved in this is I was like, you know, there's a lot of growth happening, big decisions coming up. I don't know what any of those decisions are about. You know, I don't know. The website is non-existent. I, that is huge. I feel like pers- uh, appearances matter. And whether you're a resident or whether you're a visitor and you go to our website, that impression matters. Sure. And um, there's just, That is a great outlet to put out information for the residents like, hey, I know everybody's upset about this particular issue, this sewer, this, you know, drainage, whatever it is. But hey, this is what we're working on. You know, um, this is where we were and this is where we are. Look at how far we've come. I know this is still an issue, but this is what we have in, in progress. You know, this is what we're working on and this is our ultimate outcome of that. That is a great way to convey that information to people. Um, and I feel like it's a waste, you know, it's, it's not there. Why sure. can't we utilize that? So I feel like communication for any little issue that anybody has, if we improve that, it's going to improve all of those issues somewhat.
0: Well, and being able to talk with your residents usually makes them a little more amenable right. if you're saying, well, look, we have this new business coming in, but here are the benefits yeah. that it's going to bring.
1: Right. Give right. them facts. Right. Facts. And, and they can be like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I see why you made that decision. Right.
0: And so, you know, having that back and forth with them is important. Mm-hmm. So speaking about communication, it's a weird year. You know, it's a very weird year. And it's especially a weird year if you're running for political office. Go,
1: Especially know. if it's your first time.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, that means every other time will be very easy. <laughs> I hope so. But... <laughs> But, you know, when you're talking about running a campaign during this time, it's a weird time. Uh, So tell us some of the things that you have done and sort of innovated and tried to make sure that you're getting your message out to the people of Livingston uh, when especially in a pandemic. Yes. During a pandemic, when going door to door may not be the best idea.
1: Right. Right. It's it's definitely a learning experience. I can tell you, I've reached out to people who have been uh involved in political uh campaigns before and and i'm i want to learn i am not this is my first time i don't know what i'm doing i want all the information all the uh, wisdom that i can get from people who've been in this situation before not a lot of people have been in this particular situation but uh social media is huge you know i mean platforms like this you know you have to take advantage of any um social interaction that kind of presents itself naturally Jump, away, bring my kids to uh, basketball practice, bring them to baseball, wherever it is, you're going to run into somebody. I literally spend almost every aspect of my life in Livingston. Sure. I'm going to run into people. Um, just taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, as far as going door to door, that is going to be, uh, I don't even really know how exactly I'm going to handle that yet. Because one thing I've learned, even being involved and being a part of a medical, facility mm-hmm. in this is people have very different um, levels of concern.
0: Sure. That was very well put.
1: Some people don't care. And some people are by the book. Um, you don't want to offend anybody. Obviously you want to um, respect that person's space, but you also don't want it to seem like you're not out there trying to earn their vote.
0: Right.
1: So as far as how to balance that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't I'm gonna just kind of try to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves and um, and get my message out there and encourage people to, to contact me you know I'm available email phone text however it is Facebook let me know i want I want to know what concerns people have because one thing that i I've learned throughout life is that people have different priorities and People are very passionate about the things that affect them.
0: Yes, they are. And, you know, kind of hearing you say that, it, it, it's very much that experience that you brought forward. It's like, well, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> uh, but what's also interesting about this current circumstance is uh, I think you're learning just as much as everybody else. Absolutely as they're dealing with campaigning, but you do have an interesting perspective Mm -hmm. being a, you know, the manager of a healthcare facility, uh, you know, real quick, just kind of give us a little bit of introspective on what that's been like to run a healthcare facility in a place where, like you said, and I mean, it's just a fact. Some people care. Some people don't.
1: Right. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's unique and it's, um, stressful. And, um, we need a full-time person on staff just to keep up with the changing guidelines. I right. mean, you, you have people on staff who are taking care of patients and you also have people like me who are just trying to keep the clinic running, you know, paying bills, making sure staffing's right. You know, all these other generic administrative tasks. We are, we are not a hospital-owned clinic. We are independently owned. We don't have all the resources that these other facilities have. We are like low man on the totem pole You know, here trying to take care of our patients and trying to do so in a responsible way, especially during these strange times. But um, it is challenging.
0: I want to ask you something real quick. You said something that's that I have tried to harp on changing guidelines. (laughs) A lot of, you know, political systems, the school board, hospitals, everybody is trying to deal with these constantly changing guidelines. (laughs) How often do they change? I mean, you know, it seems like it's once every other week, sometimes once a week.
1: I mean, we just have to try really hard to we have to be proactive in finding out about that. You know, a lot of times we get emails, we get notifications about um, any changes that do occur. But a lot of times we don't. You know, we have we have to be proactive about that. And that's one thing that I think um, I have brought to our to our clinic and to our business and to our culture in our business is being proactive. Like, you know, we're not going to have this, this management over us saying, Hey, you need to, you need to get certified in this. You need to make sure that you're trained in this. We have to do that ourselves. We have to push ourselves to do that. And I think that that's something that, um, is really important. It's an important skill to gain, to be proactive. Sure.
0: And I'm, you know, When you're talking about government management, I mean, a lot of what y'all are going to be doing, especially going forward, government finance is based around a lot of grant funding, a lot of, uh, you know, meeting guidelines from the EPA when you're talking about water and sewer. You know, so tell us, you know, do you think that those things uh, being proactive is going to be an important thing to bring to the board?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that's everything right now, especially knowing how much growth has happened in Livingston and how much growth is going to to happen right. to Livingston. So it's, not, it's not, oh, a bunch of growth happened and we're stopped. No, like it is going to keep on going. You have to be proactive. You have to go out there and communicate with people who've been through this before, people who have experienced this and who have learned from things that didn't work. That's, to me, the best information. What are the mistakes you made? Right. I want to know what went wrong. Right. You know, So we don't make those same mistakes again.
0: Yeah, so you you don't want to hit the same pothole. Absolutely. And you're probably going to That's find your huge. own po- you're probably going to find your own potholes along the way too. Of course. Of course. So pulling all that together, your experiences, your family, your board experience, the things that you see coming. Give us, you know, 2 minutes, why out of your one of 10 running for five seats, why should the people of Livingston mark you down as one of their choice?
1: I love Livingston. I've always been so proud to be from Livingston. And I think most people are, but I think that pride can grow. I think that when people, if we invest a little bit in the beginning, I think investment in, in yourself is huge. I think, hey, if I wanna be the best rural health clinic out there, I wanna go get certified as, to be a rural health clinic professional. I wanna, I'm gonna push forward. I'm gonna make the decision to get this training, get this certification. And know what it is I need to be prepared for before the deficiencies come, that way you're proactive about it, and you know the mistakes that are often made and the mistakes that you can avoid and I mean livingston is is so special, you know I, like I said earlier, I told my husband we can't we can't leave like you know you go you your kids can still ride the bike down the road, you right. know you you know almost all of your neighbors, you know. Almost everybody you see at the grocery store, that is so special. And, but we need, the town needs revenue to support everything that's coming to us. We can get the right kind of revenue, I think. And I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of helping our town grow in a responsible way, in the best way, in the way that still suits our values and our culture. And I think it can be done. I really do. I think you can have the best of both worlds. I I mean, it's, it's possible. It's possible. We've had a rough year this year.
0: We have had a rough year, but we are looking forward to better times.
1: There's no way we can have two bad years in a row. No way.
0: Be careful what you wish for.
1: I'm telling you, I am telling you right now, twenty twenty is it. Twenty twenty one is going to be so much better. So much better. It has to be. Well. I have faith.
0: Well, we're gonna find out.
1: We will. We will find out.
0: So again, Ms. Stewart, thank you for joining us this thank morning. Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do appreciate it. Again, Ms. Casey Stewart is running for a board of aldermen, Town of Livingston, contentious race 10, running for five, also a big race for mayor and for chief of police town of livingston exciting. Hot, it is it is it's very exciting a hotbed for politics this fall one last time my name is McHugh david publisher and editor of the news appreciate you guys joining us this morning or this afternoon however and whenever you're watching this for the livingston parish news weekly show want to remind folks we're on facebook twitter linkedin instagram and youtube we are once a week in print on thursdays at seven dollars a month to get that in your mailbox We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We have a podcast page, which is free, has audio and video versions of these shows. We appreciate you checking them out. We will be back with you. We still have a few more fellow candidates to try to get over right over there in that seat that we'll get to grill and ask some questions to. But in the meantime, we do appreciate you one last time joining us and we will see all of you listeners or you will hear us next time. Thanks for joining us.